I win in the game of beauty? When AlphaGo, a computer program based on deep learning networks developed to play the board game Go, beat the reigning world champion Lisa Doll, alarm bells went off. Is AI now on track to replace and even dominate the human race? Lee famously stated that they were an entity that cannot be defeated, a haunting statement that should set us thinking. In this podcast episode, I reveal my opinion that the singular characteristic that sets the human race apart from the most lifelike automata is one that has much to do with our ability to perceive beauty, and perhaps the most critical in our quest to become beautiful. The objective scientific study of beauty must not rely on singular purported assumptions, such as the golden ratio, which the field of medical aesthetics has glorified in an overly simplistic manner that disregards, well, decades of research done by psychologists and philosophers on the complex phenomenon of the human perception and experience of beauty. I will not delve into how it has come to be so, but as a practitioner myself, I consider myself ignorant and still ignorant for once thinking myself wise on this subject matter. I am discussing important findings in this episode, which I feel must account for at least a part of our dissection on this subject of the science of beauty. Beauty, the divine mystery. Whether you believe in God or not, it affects whether you perceive nature's complexity as evidence of intelligent design or simply a result of random chaos that somehow eventually you evolve to coexist with and perchance sometimes also found beauty in. Wait, does this even make sense? Because we do know from published research that in the context of beauty perception, humans first need to find logic, a phenomenon known as coherence, which gives meaning to the subject in question. That is something to think about. In addition, there is another type of preference which psychologists have termed biophilia. This explains the tendency for humans to seek out nature and living organisms, essentially outlining our preference for living things. Think about that. Apparently, we are coded in a way that we somehow should not desire to love a perfectly sculpted robot who may even say all the right things at the right times or a beautiful corpse. Artificial intelligence 
can win a game of strategy against the best human, as AlphaGo did with Lisa Doll. But can AI win in the game of beauty? If physical attributes are the sole determinants of beauty, then we should find ourselves equally attracted to a beautiful, lifelike mannequin, as we do a human. If it is a merely auditory speech that marks the difference between a living person and a lifelike replica of one, then we should not be able to pick up differences between the two, as technology has now enabled high-quality reproductions of both visual and auditory characteristics of a human. As much as we are studying the subject of beauty in the world of art, we must recognize that it only tells us as much as this: that it is a psychological phenomenon associated with visual characteristics. Traditional representations of art、um, is in a two-dimensional format. Or if it is in the form of a sculpture, then it is considered three-dimensional. Living things, however, are not just automata, a term derived from a Greek word which means self-acting, self-willed, self-moving. Characteristics that creators of human-like robots would like to believe they are empowering their creations with. I have been thinking about this for some time now, about what makes a living thing alive. From the perspective of a medical doctor and a scientist, I think it must be this: the presence of physiological processes that allow the self-driven functioning of all that is expected from a living organism. When someone is brain dead, for example, they are considered alive only because of the machines we use to drive processes that are needed to keep them breathing. When we turn these off, they lose the ability to maintain these processes essential to life. However, such a definition is not the most satisfactory to me. The reason is because it is rather inaccessible to the layperson who simply associates the cessation of breathing with death itself. On this note, can robots be created to generate movements and sounds to mimic breathing? As the Hebrews and many other religions and cultures believe, it is the breath of God, also known as the ruach. In Hebrew, that was breathed into man that transformed him into a living, breathing being. It is also the Hebrew word for spirit, breath, or wind. When spoken, the word is supposedly engaging one's breath and lungs. When a person dies, this breath leaves. I distinctly remember. As a junior house officer, the term for an intern doctor, the very first time I was called to sign off on a certificate of death for a terminally ill patient, 
I had been making my rounds all day long and checking in on this patient who was put on a DIL list, which means they are regarded dangerously ill, expected to pass on any time. When the nurse finally called me later that evening to certify the patient's passing, I still found myself in a strange moment in my own head as I tried to decipher the physiology and psychology of this phenomenon known as death. What had occurred was, to me, just inexplicable. I think primarily because I was surprised at myself. What else was I expecting? Clearly, I was familiar with the physiologic parameters of death, but that was not the issue. There was something else that greatly puzzled me, which was I felt that someone had left the body. It didn't make sense, even though I am and was already a theist, because my secular medical training had so ingrained in me that death was mainly a physiologic moment. I will never forget that. I hope this episode got you thinking about the importance of the subject we are discussing on this podcast. The science of beauty isn't just about the decoding of what makes us attractive and more beautiful. It is a topic that requires us to first acknowledge that being alive, that is the most beautiful thing of all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a five-star rating wherever you are getting your podcast from. It will help us very much. It also makes my day when listeners reach out to me on my Instagram. You know who you are, so please do so anytime. Here's wishing you all a fantastic week ahead until the next episode. Thank you.